Gonzaga Nation SI, the semifinals of the WCC Conference Tournament are here. Going to quickly preview that, and uh, I will make my predictions for what happens tonight. It is the start of Gonzaga's postseason, um, a time when people that follow the Zags are Gonzaga fans are just used to one thing, and that is Gonzaga winning and advancing to the WCC Conference Tournament title game. Uh, I believe it's 23 straight Conference Tournament title game appearances, which is absolutely unbelievable when you think about it. So if you've ever, as a Zag fan, wanted to plan to go to the WCC Tournament, whether it was at Santa Clara in the late 90s, San Diego in the early 2000s, whether it was an, on an on-campus gym site such as University of Portland or Gonzaga in the mid-2000s or in Las Vegas where it's been for the last 12 years or so, you kind of know Gonzaga is going to be in the title game so you can extend your trip the entire time and not have to scramble to make plans and fly home early. So uh, always good to see and know if you're a Gonzaga fan. But let's first break down the the two semifinal games first obviously Gonzaga faces USF this is going to be the third time these two teams face Gonzaga beat the Dons by 16 in both games and, and the, that's that's kind of a misleading score I, I think the the Dons uh, had some good stretches in both games if you look at that first game that was here uh, in Spokane the Dons were up early in that first half uh, and, and they looked really good. They looked really comfortable. Then Gonzaga kind of put a couple runs on them uh, and kind of got back into that game midway through the first half. Then they were able to extend that lead out late in the second half. But to me, that was a closer game than a 16-point advantage and win for Gonzaga. And the same thing with the second game uh, down in San Francisco. The Dons played well. I didn't think it seemed like a 16-point game. Um, and... When you look at this game on a neutral site floor, USF looks as if they've clinched a at-large NCAA tournament bid. Um, they can absolutely secure one with a win against Gonzaga. I think you're going to see a, a, a USF team come out and play with a ton of passion, ton of energy. I would think because they've got a really experienced ball club, uh, a lot of poise. So, um I think for Gonzaga, I think what you look at for keys for them is uh, you got to limit the backcourt of, of the Dons, and that's Jamari Bouye, and that's Khalil Shabazz for the most part, but it's also Gabe Stefanini um, and Julian Rishwain. Limit those guys from the three-point line um, because all four of those guys can get hot and get hot in a hurry, especially when you look at Shabazz. Shabazz didn't play great. Um, in either of the two games against Gonzaga earlier, um, but he plays with a ton of pride. He plays with a ton of passion. Uh, he's one of those guys in the league that if he gets hot, he can drop 30 uh, on the opponent pretty quickly. So I think Gonzaga's got to do a really good job of limiting um, the backcourt of the Dons. The other thing I think they need to do is, is they have to take good care of the basketball. They did not do that against St. Mary's in the, in the season finale. Um, and it's different because St. Mary's is more of a stay in front of you type of defense where USF, their guards are quick enough, in particular Bouye and Shabazz. Well, they'll pick you up. They'll try to turn you a little bit. They'll gamble where St. Mary's defensively on the perimeter rarely gambles. Um, but 
both those two guards that I mentioned, Bouye, Shabazz, average nearly two steals a game. So I think Gonzaga's got to do a great job taking care of the ball uh, in that regards. I think the key is for USF, got to limit Chet Holmgren. And it's easier said than done. Chet Holmgren in the two games against the Dons, I think it's 68% from the field, an absurd number. Um, he's played really well against them in the two games. The game at USF, 21 points, 15 rebounds, six block shots. I mean, that is an epic game right there. That is uh, a, a game where your imprint, your footprint is put on all facets of the game. And I think the other thing that they need to do, Gonzaga is, or excuse me, USF is, is pound the glass. Gonzaga's obviously got a great rebounder in Chet Holmgren, another great rebounder in Timmy. They've got some good rebounding from the wing in particular with Julian Strother, but they've got the size to match up. Uh, you, you look at Patrick Tappe, you look at Masalski, and you look at Vladimir Markovetsky. He played big minutes against BYU. Um, he's got the size to bang, maybe use some fouls against GU. Uh, as well as um, be an impact player on the glass. And, and that's a unique and interesting story. That's a kind of a, a heartwarming story. You saw he played big minutes against BYU. Um, you know, on the personal side, you hope he gets a chance to play against Gonzaga uh, in extended minutes and play well. You know, I'm always pulling for Gonzaga um, as long as I'm not calling the game. Uh, but you want to see a story like Markovetsky play well simply because uh, – following everything in the, in the world news right now. Mark Kovetsky is from Ukraine. He's got family still in Ukraine. Uh, he's playing with a heavy heart. He's playing on, on a, a very little sleep right now. Um, so you hope that, uh, you know, he can kind of get away from, from the stresses of that part of his life for a few hours and play really well and enjoy uh, postseason basketball. When you, when you look at my prediction – I'm going to say GU finishes the trifecta, the three-game sweep of the Dons during the regular season. I think they're going to win by 12. I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to play, come out, like I mentioned, play with a ton of pride, poise, um, and, and they're going to bolster their resume. I, I think they're in. I, I think if they put up a, a good effort, uh, you're not going to see them on the play-in game line. I think you're going to see them as a true, uh, you know, first-round uh, opponent to somebody, and I think that's great for the WCC. Second semifinal is Santa Clara, who uh, has been playing really good as of late. They knocked off University of Portland, um, but Herb Senek's got his guys playing very well. Uh, third place finish in the league because of how the the statistical um, Ken Pomeroy analysis broke out. They were the three seed, um, so they will play St. Mary's um, in the second game of the night. Uh, Herb Sendick's a unique coach. He's a great coach. He's taken three teams to the NCAA tournament, Miami of Ohio, North Carolina State, as well as Arizona State. And when Santa Clara hired him, they knew that they had a coach that understands the formula of how to be successful kind of at that mid-major level being Miami of Ohio but also at the at higher level uh, and bring some some experience and some name recognition uh, from coaching in the ACC and the Pac-12 over the last two stops that he's had uh, I think his program is is definitely where he's wanted it to get to and that's having a shot at the NCAA tournament and they're playing really good basketball right now if you take out 
an eight game stretch where Josip Frankic missed and they went four and four, we could be talking about them being a true on the bubble type NCAA team. They are top 70 in the net right now. Um, and when you look at that, there's five teams in the top 70 of the net uh, in the WCC. The West Coast Conference can't, t- or excuse me, the Pac-12 can't touch that. Uh, yes, the Pac-12 is going to have three teams in, but when you talk about five in the top 70 in net, Pac-12 doesn't have that. I think they've got four, and then it's a pretty big discrepancy from there. Um, so for Santa Clara, the keys to me is they got to make threes. Their last couple games, they've really shot it well from three. Um, they made double-figure threes. I believe it was 13 threes against Portland uh, in the quarterfinals the other night. If they can keep that up, they're going to have a chance to put a scare in St. Mary's and maybe knock them off and, and advance the title game. Uh, but that's easier said than done because St. Mary's uh, is one of the better defensive teams in the country as far as uh, not allowing you to get good looks from the three-point line. So uh, that's going to be a key is get good looks from the three and knock them down. For St. Mary's, the keys to me, I think they've got to get off to a good early start and kind of take away a lot of that confidence that Santa Clara has been playing with and put some doubt in their mind as to if they can get the job done tonight. Um, and the reason I say that is because against Gonzaga in the season finale, they came out, they got off to a great start. They led the entire game. I don't think Gonzaga had a single lead the entire game. Um, and if they can get off to a start like they did against GU, they can play at their pace and their pace uh, they want the game in the 60s. Santa Clara wants it in the 70s. Gonzaga obviously wants it in the 90s. But uh, Santa Clara, when you play at their pace, they are unbelievably difficult to beat. So my prediction, my pick will be St. Mary's by six. And we are going to see a Gonzaga-St. Mary's title game tilt in the WCC tournament.